0: Well, welcome back to The Black Madonna Speaks with me, your host, Stephanie Georgiev. Thank you so much for spending your valuable time with me. And I want to thank all of my listeners and Patreon supporters for supporting this podcast. Every like, every subscription, every prayer, and every penny is vitally important to the production and sustaining of this endeavor. At the time of the posting of this episode, We are in the thick of Advent, as they say. This is the third Sunday in Advent, and also the third day of the Festival of the Virgin of Guadalupe. So for the focus on this third Sunday in Advent, we will visit one of my absolute favorite mestizo madonnas of the Americas, the Virgin of Guadalupe of Mexico. Her story is of great significance for our times. In fact, I wrote an entire book on the subject called The Virgin of Guadalupe, Mysterious Messenger of Destiny. I also presented on the topic at the April Sophia Conference of the Anthroposophical Society of America, and this was in New Mexico this past year on this very subject. If you would like a recording of my talk and the transcripts, a $5 donation to my PayPal will get you that link. The book is available on Kindle as well as through Audible, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. As a person who was born in the United States of America, we who have born there often look to other continents for our spiritual tradition. There's a wonderful interest in such traditions as Hinduism, Buddhism, and Islam, which are widely practiced and have originated in places such as Asia and the Arab nations. Obviously, Christianity and Judaism have their origins in the Holy Land. But what are the traditions in the Americas? The reason I have such a special place in my heart for Guadalupe is that she is truly an American Madonna, meaning the Americas, which include North, South, and Central America. But she is an American Madonna. There are so many streams that Guadalupe represents, but basically she, her symbolisms, her apparitions, everything about her is an invitation from the divine to go forward in our collective evolution. We are going to explore just a bit of Guadalupe in this podcast and I hope you are inspired to delve deeper into this most healing of Madonna's, the Virgin of Guadalupe of Mexico. Quote, symbolism is the language of the mysteries. In fact, it is the language not only of mysticism and philosophy, but of all nature For every law and power active in universal procedure is manifested to the limited sense perceptions of humans through the medium of symbol. Manly P. Hall. End of quote. In order to fully comprehend the entirety of the miracle of the Virgin of Guadalupe, I'm going to give you an abbreviated review of the narrative of her apparitions and miracle, which will prove helpful in understanding the importance of this mestizo Madonna of the Americas. I invite you, my listeners, to read the Nikan Mapahoa, if time permits. It is widely available on the internet and in many books the Nican Mapahoa is the epic Nahuatl poem telling of the entire miracle of Guadalupe. Please enjoy the following very brief summary of the historical events of Tepeyac, and Tepeyac is where Guadalupe appeared. On the dawn of December 9th, 1531, Nahuatl native Juan Diego started walking to attend mass In what is now Mexico City, he was a voluntary convert to Christianity who was widowed and left childless. He heard beautiful music and saw flowers and unearthly lights and was greeted by a beautiful lady on his walk. Her question to him was, where are you going? He replied that he was going to Mass she requested that he go to the bishop because she wanted a church, a temple, to be built for her. He protested he was not good enough to do such a task, but she told him that he was and implored him to do this request. He went to the bishop, who was skeptical, and asked him to return on another day. On his way back, he passed Mount Topaic. The Virgin appeared and asked him how it went. Juan protested that he was not worthy to do such a task and to send someone else. She told him to try again. The next day, Juan went to see the bishop and retold him the story of the Virgin. The bishop did not believe Juan and asked him to bring a sign on his next visit. The Virgin again appeared to Juan Diego as he walked home. He again implored her to find someone else to do this task. He told her he was unworthy. She countered that only he could do this errand and encouraged him to try again on the next day. The following day, Juan's uncle, Juan Bernardino, fell ill and Juan Diego decided to stay home and care for him instead of going back to the bishop as he told the virgin he would. His uncle's disease progressed through the night. Juan Bernardino was sure he was near death and requested that Juan Diego find him a priest. Juan Diego left at dawn to summon a priest for last rites. Not wanting to encounter the Virgin again, he took a different route to the church. She appeared to him on his new route and asked him where he was going. And he replied that his uncle was ill and that he would do her bidding on another day. She replied to him that his uncle was healed to not worry and to go to the top of the hill to Payik and to bring her what he found there. Juan Diego went to the top of the hill and found roses in the midst of marvelous colors of the dawn and sounds of music. He picked the flowers and brought them to the Virgin in his tilma. A tilma is an agave fiber poncho garment common to peasants. The Virgin gathered the flowers to her face to smell them and then bid Juan Diego to go to the bishop. By this time, the bishop's servants were annoyed with Juan's insistence. They had been sent to follow him on other days in order to prove he was lying and had lost track of him. As a result, an argument ensued when Juan Diego went to see the bishop. Juan entered the room and opened his tilma to present the flowers to the bishop. At the instant. the opening of the tilma, the Virgin appeared on the garment as the image we see in Mexico City today. The bishop fell to his knees, invited Juan to come inside his residence and listen to his story. Later, Juan Diego's uncle came to the bishop and told him the Virgin had healed him. When Uncle Bernardino was asked what her name was, He said she called herself Guadalupe, the mother of all who would love me. For several days after the Tilma event, Juan Diego and Bishop Zumarraga discussed the event. After several days of reflection and discussion, the image was taken into the public and greeted with much fanfare, especially from the natives. There was dancing and singing with an exuberance not experienced in many years. The natives in mass sought both the image and conversion. Chroniclers reported entire families would walk for miles to come to Topaic, and there were pairs of priests posted around the mount. Daily, the priests would baptize throngs of natives from dawn to dusk, 9 million recorded baptisms occurred in the decade following the apparition of Guadalupe. The Virgin of Guadalupe was and is the modern world's most successful Christian evangelizer. We will come to appreciate, as we explore the symbolism of the image of Guadalupe, the profound message of hope and our future destiny as humans, which she reveals. The timing of every single aspect of this event is important in understanding the messages from the spiritual world conveyed through this image, which is still on display in the Basilica of Guadalupe in Mexico City. At the time of this broadcast, there's an epic celebration going on in all of Mexico City, which literally shuts down between December 9th and 12th every year. If you can ever go to Mexico City for this celebration, I highly recommend it. It is one big street festival with food and lots of love and dancing, inspiring everyone to kindness and brotherly and sisterly love. The timing of the original apparition And the imprinting of the tilma are very significant. And I go into them at length in my book, The Virgin of Guadalupe, Mysterious Messenger of Destiny. For those of you who donate $5 to my PayPal, you will get a chapter on this timing. And this will be included with the video of my talk last April. Understanding the messages of the stars and what they were conveying in 1520 and 1531 gives further insight to the miracle of the apparition of Guadalupe. For now, we will be reviewing other cosmic phenomena leading up to and in tandem with the Guadalupe event. There were several calendars for the Aztecs and Natives at the time. One for ritual, one for yearly dates, and a long calendar for the age. According to the Aztec calendar of the period, a cycle was ending. The specific calendar dates for the apparition, which is December 9th through 12th, 1531, were called the Feast of the New Fire, In the Aztec year. This feast was a time of new beginning, akin to the Christian Easter. According to the Julian calendar, December 12, 1531 was the date of the winter solstice. The winter solstice to the natives was a celebration of the coming of the light. In Aztec cosmology, the world was to end with four earthquakes. In 1530, there were three devastating earthquakes in and around Mexico City. Halley's Comet, obviously known by another name to the natives, had passed through the skies in 1531. In the months before the apparition of Guadalupe, there was a complete eclipse of the sun. Such eclipses were known to the natives as the moon eating the sun. During the days of human sacrifice, which were quite prolific during that time, a justification for the ritual murders was that they appeased and nourished the gods. The moon and sun were seen as adversaries who needed the blood and hearts of victims in order to be appeased. The Aztecs believed that when these rituals were performed— Then cosmic harmony would ensue. The murder rituals had ceased with this Spanish conquest. Considering all the oppression, sickness, and natural disasters happening in the years leading up to Guadalupe, basically as a result of the Spanish conquest and the collapse of the Aztec Empire, culminating with a concurrence eclipse, the unease of the natives was quite justified They saw the Spaniards as upsetting the natural order of the universe. The Spaniards stopped the sacrifices which the natives reasoned had resulted in the great war of the old gods against the Aztecs. The population at the time knew the world as they understood it was finished. The Aztec reasoned that their lack of human sacrifice caused their gods to abandon them, or worse, proved their gods were dead. The natives felt utterly abandoned, worthless and hopeless, and their stars and calendars supported this mood. The astronomical fact contributing to the native comprehension of Guadalupe was a great Venus-Sun transit, In the years before the apparitions. Venus, the planet Venus, was significant in the Mayan and Aztec civilization and considered as related to Quetzalcoatl and many parts of Mexico at the time. Transitions of Venus across the disk of the Sun are amongst the rarest of planetary alignments. Only six such events have occurred since the invention of the telescope. And this, these transits are 1631, 1639, 1761, 1769, 1874, and 1882. The transits usually occur in pairs spanning eight years. The last modern transit of Venus was on June 6, 2012. There are references in Mayan art that have survived the Spanish invasion, documenting such a Venus transit in the 1300s. 1518 through 1526 were the dates related to the last transit before the invention of the telescope, which occurred right before and during the Cortes invasion of Mexico. The period of transit of Venus is seen as one of revolution, a transformation of human consciousness, ultimately a time of the heart and the outpouring of love upon the earth. Venus was the symbol of love and harmony to the natives and was the basis of the Aztec ritual calendar. To the Europeans, Venus is the symbol of the Virgin Mary and the divine Sophia. In power with the sun, a Venus transit is seen as the coupling and empowering of divine love with all the energies of the sun. It is a time of awakening of the mind and heart to knowledge, art, and beauty. Over an eight-year period, the retrograde cycles of Venus around the Sun forms the shape of a pentagram, the five-pointed star. The measurement between each retrograde peak is a 72-degree mathematical aspect called the quintile. To astrologers, the quintile's influence is one of creative transformation. We could also look to this astronomical fact as creating an opportunity for harmony and balance through creative transformation. All cosmic and historic events leading up to the apparition of Guadalupe pointed to a great change coming to humanity. No one could have predicted the sublime way that the spiritual world was about to initiate such changes in December of 1531. As we are in very similar times to the original time of the apparition of Guadalupe, this Advent, we are in very similar times this December of 2022. Something profoundly new is being born, and we are in the birth pangs of a new era. We had a Venus-Sun transit in 2012. Remember that year was supposed to be the end? I remember memes saying, most boring apocalypse ever. But was it? Look at everything that has happened since then. Yes, there have been great unimaginable upheavals since then, but I would argue in addition to all the chaos, there has been an upsurge of love happening on the planet. We are recognizing in a way we never have before our interdependence on one another across the entire globe and how important kindness is not only to others, but for our own development. I am here in Eastern Europe, just a few hundred miles from unspeakable horrors. And yet for the first time in history, in European history, this continent has opened its hearts and homes to those fleeing war in the East. Almost a million men have left Russia, their lives, their families, because they do not want to be forced to kill others. These are profound events, as are the events of the protests in Iran, where both men and women are risking their lives to end the oppression of females. And look at the protests in China, people begging to be in community and for freedom. These are all acts of profound love. It is up to us to make sure the changes coming will usher in a new age of the beloved community. I am reflecting this Advent on how I want to create this beloved community in both my relationship with the spiritual world, as well as with my immediate community and the broader humanity. The message of Guadalupe is one of universalism, that we are all equal. In the eyes of divinity, we all have the potential to create space within our hearts as well as our surroundings so that divinity, divine love, can be the rule of the world. Guadalupe said repeatedly during her apparitions, "'Where are you going?' and "'Build me a temple.'" I think those two questions are hugely profound during our times. Where are we going and can we build a temple in our hearts as well as in our communities for divinity? When I hear about all the spewing of negative messages of vitriol and violence being perpetrated towards others, I wonder what would the counter to this be? When someone suffers a public loss, say from a personal tragedy, instead of social media hurtling insults and cruelty, threats of violence, what would the loving counter to this negativity be? There's an amazing phenomenon happening right now as we speak in the December night skies. I subscribe to the Earth Sky Newsletter from the NPR segments and Earth Sky News of EarthSky.org. I highly recommend subscribing to this, it's really fascinating. I was particularly intrigued by the latest update on the December night sky which reads, quote, When astronomers saw an immensely bright flash of light deep in space earlier this year, they naturally wondered what caused it. Now they say the flash, brighter than a hundred thousand trillion suns, originated from a jet of material shooting from a supermassive black hole. They say the black hole was likely devouring a star, and the flash of light was so bright because the jet is pointing towards Earth. Black holes in the universe are the ultimate nothing. They are left over when stars collapse, but they are also where the substances of new life emerge For me, this is so interesting that such an event, the death of a star but a flash of light and particles of new life, are now being focused directly towards Earth. I feel the Black Madonnas in general, due to their color, symbolize the transformational nature of matter, of the vast galaxies and their relationship to the Earth. I hope the messages of Guadalupe, along with our current Advent sky phenomena, are inspiring you to create something new within your hearts. Until next time, this is Stephanie Georgiev saying thanks so much for listening, liking and sharing, and I wish you many blessings on your Advent journey.